Welcome back. Eat me in St. Louis. Uh, podcast that we talk about food. I'm Nick. I'm Francie. And I'm Travis. And it's 10 after 11. It's not even that we got early. Up so early. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm a little low energy. We usually do this at a normal time, but Travis <laughs> insisted that we get up at the crack of 11 to. <laughs> record this episode uh today we're going to be talking about fourth city barbecue a new restaurant that does wood smoked meats and sides served out of the fortune teller bar on cherokee street but how are you guys doing great francie i was thinking maybe we should have a new segment at the beginning of it where you tell the location of the restaurant because you love the geography and i'm pretty bad about it i just google like what street it's on so well, you have already placed it on Cherokee Street, but I believe it's uh, on the north side, east of Ohio, but I'm not sure what the the next street is. Well, I just dropped this on you right now. We'll get this worked out for next episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, how are you doing, Travis? I'm doing well. Uh, since our last episode, I went to the Washington Beer Festival. Oh, how was that? It's one of the best beer festivals I've ever been to. We were invited out there by Ross, who is the president of the Washington JCs, and actually listens to this podcast. Whoa. So I wanted to give him a shout out. He just had a new baby. Really happy for him. And we we appreciate him listening. And I wanted to give him a shout out because not only was he a great guy, but he put on a great festival as well. That's great. Okay. This was your pick, Travis. Tell us why. So I love places that feel out of place i feel like we do a lot of great reviews on places that that are the big hot new places in town but i heard about this place within fortune teller bar fourth city barbecue because they actually reached out to us we were doing our sandwich quest and they were like you got to come here and get our pulled pork and the more i looked at the menu the more i was like no we should just go there and do a whole episode on them like they seem to be doing some cool stuff yeah and actually we had already picked our pulled pork sandwich well you didn't have to say that part well i just wanted to say (laughs) because they didn't end up with it i wanted them to know that uh that decision had already been made yeah so it's like well let's do them one better and we'll do a whole episode on fourth city barbecue so fourth city barbecue is started by partners erica mckinley and greg mueller um they had the classic startup story. Nick, would you care to guess what Greg did before he started Fourth City Barbecue? Was it in finance? Yes, yes. <laughs> like every great creative endeavor, this story starts with, I quit my job in corporate finance. Uh, every winemaker I've talked to, every brewer I've talked to, uh, before they pursued their passion, they quit a job in corporate finance. Well, it kind of makes sense a little bit because you have to have a pretty good job to launch into something that you have to be a little bit crazy to do. I just don't want this to seem like a viable path for a creative endeavor because Hannah works in corporate finance. And I feel like every single one of these stories makes her be like, I should quit my job and do something else. She should. She should. (laughs) Can be done. So uh, Greg and Erica are originally from St. Louis. Um, Do you, okay, Nick, I want you to guess out of all the great barbecue capitals in the world, you know, you've got Carolina, which you're very familiar with. You've Two got, of them. You've got Memphis. you got Kansas City. you got Texas. Where do you think that Erica and Greg went to perfect their barbecue game? Uh, Portland. 
Seattle. Ah. You were very close. Uh, so they moved to Seattle, and that's where they kind of got, uh, they kind of honed their barbecue skills. Mm-hmm. And when they moved back to St. Louis uh, for a job in corporate finance, uh, Greg Greg kept this going. And then he went the route of kind of Nikki slices, um, where you order on Instagram, he'll bring a box of barbecue to your house. And that's kind of how they got started up. And then um, this summer, uh, July 12th, is when they went into Fortune Teller Bar. So I don't know if you know this, but Fortune Teller Bar also went under its own... Uh, like new ownership this year. So in January, uh, Ryan Shepherds actually took over the fortune teller bar. The last owners, uh, who came from the Royale and Schlafly had just decided they were done with it. They got it through COVID and they're like, we just can't keep doing this anymore. So that's when Ryan took over and Ryan, uh, wanted to keep all the great parts of fortune teller, but elevate some other aspects of it, you know, make it, make it like a nicer place, make it a place that had uh, food you could count on that you could be excited about. And so, um, it, the partnership with fourth city started this summer and, uh, yeah, now they're rolling with that. Yeah. It had been a while since I'd been in there and I noticed some changes since the first time I'd been. Yeah. I, I noticed a lot of changes because, um, usually I would go to fortune teller bar after propaganda, um, mm-hmm. propaganda long since closed. Oh, that was the place I never got to that uh, had the what 10 o'clock vodka shots. Right? Yes. Yeah. The, the Russian toast, uh, from the owners of handlebar. They That's used right. to own propaganda. So. Yup. Yup. Okay, so we can't do Yelp reviews, <laughs> uh, only because they're not on Yelp. I, I, Yelp has a pretty bad search, and so I, I kept trying to find them. I'm like, they've got to be on there, and finally it clicked. It's like, I think you might have to have like a physical location. I don't know, but I went to Google reviews, and they had uh, five out of five stars, uh, I think 11 reviews at the time. And, um, and then Google actually gives you a chance to break down your reviews between food, service, and atmosphere. And I just have to say, every review gave all of those five stars. So it was oh, wow. confident across the board. So my review is for from Melange Salon. Uh, best place ever. My eight-year-old and I shared a pulled pork sandwich and a rib plate special. It was the best barbecue we've had in STL. That is a huge statement. Yeah, there's a lot of barbecue. There's a lot of good barbecue in this town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kansas City thinks it has the market corner, but secretly, St. Louis has amazing barbecue. The bark on the ribs was so scrumptious. The seasoning on the pulled pork was perfect. The cornbread with hot honey butter is the stuff of dreams. Smiley face emoji. The atmosphere was whimsical and relaxing. You know what? That's a pretty good it is explanation whimsical. for the uh, fortune teller bar. Yeah. Whimsical and relaxing. The service was 100%. I will go over and over again. Mm, pretty good. And what else, Travis? <sighs> oh, so another thing about Google reviews is they have these little things that you can like add to it that you can like check off and then make another comment in addition to it. And Travis is being stubborn, but something else was said. <laughs> Uh, kid friendliness took my eight-year-old here right when they opened at 5 p.m. and it was perfect for us. She loved it. I just want to caveat this. Um, I hate children. <laughs> no. I hate happiness. 
No, I hate love. Taking a kid at five o'clock is probably great. I do want to caution though. This is inside like an active like bar bar, so you might not want to take them at like ten p.m. But I think that because you're going to piss it. Travis off. Well, they only serve food um, from what five to nine or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if you've got your kid in there at ten. Bigger issues, but it actually is a great call out because if you heard that this restaurant was in Fortune Teller Bar and you knew Fortune Teller Bar from back when it before it was renovated, you would probably be like, "I'm not taking my child within three square blocks of Fortune Teller Bar." So yeah, um, if you want to take your kids to a bar, you should take them to one with a poker machine. Kids love those; they can sit on your lap and press the buttons. We'll post a link. Uh, you to make me nostalgic for my childhood. <laughs> All right, Kevin de Miranda said, you can really tell the difference in flavor with the all wood smoked meat and the brisket I got paired perfectly with the fresh broccoli salad and tangy in-house pickles. He also noted, vegetarian options. They offer smoked seitan with vegetarian sides. Um, I believe it's seitan. Good. I have no idea. I've never heard anyone say it out loud. Yeah. Because I, I, I never order that. I have to slow myself down and not say Satan. It's seitan. <laughs> I mean, you know, the vegans know that's as close to Satan as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bernadette Farr said, wow, inventive barbecue that offers wholesome, thoughtful taste. Wholesome? Okay. <laughs> I've never thought of food as wholesome. Maybe apple pie, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Oatmeal's pretty wholesome. Uh, The mustard sauce is complex. The slaw is refreshing, fresh and mild. The brisket had a prominent smoke profile. Clearly, the work was done to get everything right. I will be back with friends, family, and clients for this crowd-pleasing fair. And then their little extra thing, it says dietary restrictions, kosher. And this one confused me because there's no way... A barbecue place is going to be kosher, right? And they do have those cheesy potatoes. I guess if you only get meat and a vegetable... Yeah, but you have to... Anyway, I ended up... I don't get it either. If you would have told me a barbecue place had vegan options, I would also think, like, no way. (laughs) Like, that goes against what barbecue is. So bring your vegetarian Jewish children to... (laughs) For city barbecue, um, no, I that one confused. I w- wasn't sure if they were saying like it's it's a they're not kosher, they are kosher, and so I just had to ask the owners, and they were just as confused as me. He said that he had seen it too. He thought maybe that she was saying that she is kosher. I don't know. It's just a weird. Yeah, maybe that there, maybe that's like something you can put on your reviews. Like, because if I was vegan and I was doing Google reviews, like, you might want to say kinda, that. Yeah, you kind of want to know that about. Yeah. Like, mm. uh, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, let's talk about the experience. Experience. Fort City went down to Cherokee Street on a Saturday night. We've been planning this for a while, but we decided to record this just a couple of days ago. And so we only had basically a day. Um, so there was a good chance we were all going to bump into each other since they're only open for four hours, five to nine. And they're only open, what, four days a week? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I went at five hoping that I could avoid them, but... (laughs) um, No such luck. No. When you walk into the bar on your left side, there's a kind of built-in room that has a fortune teller in it, hence the name Fortune Teller Bar. Uh, I remember they used to have... I mean, they still have this kind of nook on the right side Mm -hmm. where the fortune teller would be uh, kind of almost hanging over the sidewalk and this small, intimate space. 
uh, with their fortune I don't know, the person that they're giving the fortune to. <laughs> Travis is not willing to help me at all. <laughs> Are you talking about a live fortune teller or a fortune teller machine? That's a good question. A live fortune teller. She had on a witch's hat, which might have been seasonal. I'm not sure. <laughs> but when we walked in, she was talking to a couple. And we went straight to the back where the food counter was. Speaking to bringing your children, um, there was a short line at the food counter and only one person at the bar at five o'clock who had a dog with him. uh, I believe an emotional support dog named Rufus. Yeah. Rufus Uh, was cool. I met Rufus. Rufus was pretty cool. (laughs) Shout out to Rufus. Rufus! (laughs) (laughs) Hit us up in the DMs. So we went back to the line, figured out what we wanted because they don't have a website. Uh, you can find their menu online, but it also changes a little bit. But I wanted to try a bunch of things for the podcast, but I really just kind of wanted a sandwich for myself. So I was glad that uh, Angie was going to get one of the like meat and sides plates. And I asked her if she would get another meat to add on to that. And then when we got up to the counter and she ordered, I was like, wow, you're sure hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thankfully she like explained it to the owners and I didn't just make a joke that makes me look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> then Francie walked in. And then I wandered in and that was my first visit to the fortune teller bar. What? I know. <laughs> I've passed it many times, had never been inside. And uh, I was planning to do carry out and figured I might run into a couple of shady characters while I was down there. And, and it happened. So I walked in the door and was basically looking for where is the food. Where you She was like, how far into this bar do I have to get before the food is there? <laughs> so I made my way directly there. I think there might have been one person in line ahead of me. And I had done a little homework, read a couple articles online. So I had an idea of what their menu was like. There is no website, so you can't bring that up and, and read the menu. And the menu apparently stays kind of similar most of the time but changes out a few items periodically so i pretty much knew what i wanted because the articles that i read mentioned the brisket and that apparently is really a signature item there so i scanned the menu placed my order was handed a number and told they would bring it out to me and when i stepped back i realized there were some folks i knew seated in the corner and i had a chance to kind of look at what they had ordered too we actually said hi to you before you ordered <laughs> and you're like i don't even see you i'm going to order my food i'm and very focused get the hell out of here <laughs> um our order number was 34 and at this point there was no one in there and the guy sitting next to us had 15 and we're like uh-oh we're like, are there 20 people hiding in the back somewhere our order numbers so i went with my friends uh but our order numbers were 58 and 7 <laughs> we ordered right after each other. It's like, I don't know how this makes sense, but whatever. Well, I was outside the bar uh, with our friends, uh, Jim and Michael, and my wife, Hannah. Um, and we had just come from Friendly's, which is still cash only. You said okay. <laughs> you know, everyone's like moved away from that. Not Friendly's. They are still cash only. But uh, we came and we were accosted outside of the bar uh, by an angry patron that came and yelled at us and asked us what we were doing there. I tried to shut the door, but it wouldn't work. <laughs> door it was Nick. Was it was Nick. Nick came out and yelled, like, how dare you guys be here? I was, like, surprised that we were there at the same time. And then Nick was like, we had a four-hour window to try this restaurant. <laughs> I've been to Fortune Teller Bar 
a lot of times. It's one of my favorites. So I knew they've had food in there before, but Fourth City is kind of the first place that I've heard is like kind of really latched on and taken off. So I was excited to try it. There were four of us. And Fourth City's menu is, I would say, focused enough that you could get everything on the menu with four people. And I think we kind of did. So we kind of like chit-chatted on like, well, what are we going to get? I looked at what Nick got. Uh, I tried to get what Francie got, but uh, I think you like dodged the question a little bit. So I can't wait to hear which one of you got the Satan. Well, I preemptively knew what you guys were going to order. So (laughs) all four of us. (laughs) Yeah. I've got profiles of you and all of your friends <laughs> and what you order at every restaurant in town, Travis. No, but I did kind of try to get some things that I didn't expect you guys to order. So, Like the vegan option? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. No, but between all of us, uh, so Hannah got the rib special and the cheesy potatoes. I got uh, a couple meats. I got one of their hot links, which was great. And then Jim got the uh, chicken. So I feel like we kind of covered all of our bases with our orders. So Well, now that we've talked about the food, let's talk about the food. <laughs> the food. It's such a fine line between the experience and the food. Oh, I, well, something I guess I should have talked about at the experience. Let's talk level. about the experience. Experience. I got my fortune told after yes. you left. You did. Yeah. Oh, I want to hear about that. So, uh, yeah, there is a fortune teller room uh, there. Yeah, I want to know about her method. Did she read your palm? Did she look in a crystal ball? Did she cast the I Ching? What happened? The tarot cards. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, have had um, that done, but not there. I decided I wanted to do it. I really wanted Nick to do it. I thought that that would be interesting. But um, when I could tell he wasn't that into it, I was like, I'll do it. Well, I just thought you had done it. And I, I have. I have. I've done it before. Oh, okay. oh, no, I meant I meant you were doing it right then. And so, yeah, oh. I was like, we I was like, done I'll it just... together. You and well, I. Yeah, we should. I don't know if they do like they do. Dual they fortunes. do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I didn't think about this till later. Yeah. Um. So. I will say uh, some of the stuff that uh, she said was just like so spot on. It was crazy. Like she, the first card she flipped over was the creator that was upside down. She's like, do you work in a creative field? And I was like, well, yes, I do. I do work in a creative field. And she's like, being upside down means you work in a creative field, but you feel stuck. And it's like, yeah, you know, okay. Pretty accurate. Everybody in the creative field. Feel stuck. Let's sure. <laughs> well, but Nick tried to make the argument of everyone works at a creative field. Well, it's all open to interpretation. <laughs> no, no, no. I suggested that that particular bar probably caters to more creative people. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Hannah just countered with, I work in corporate finance. I wouldn't like <laughs> say that is a creative field in any way. I said she moved the money creatively, and she's like, you have no idea what finance people do. do you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're not embezzling? <laughs> But the second card she flipped over, which I did not tell Dick about last night, was the star. So she was like, in any creative endeavor you do, you are the star of the show and you need to embrace that. And no. I think that that's great for you all to hear, but no surprise to our listeners. Yeah, our, our <laughs> listeners can't hear our eyes rolling. <laughs> um, yeah, when she flipped over that card, I was like, I can't wait to talk about this oh, yeah. <laughs> So it was great. It, like any fortune teller or any, anything like that, it's much more about like having you think about what's going on mm-hmm. in your life rather than them guiding you in a direction. But no, it was super fun. And if you go to Fortune Teller Bar, have a couple drinks to get your fortune told. It's, it's fun. 
I told Travis this last night, but I've I've never been to a, a fortune teller. I've had people read my tarot cards. Um, but uh, in college, I had a friend who regularly went to a fortune teller, and I was giving her a hard time about it because I'm kind of a skeptic. And she said, if you really don't believe it, can I have her put a curse on you? And I, I'm telling Travis and a couple of people about this, and they're all like waiting for the next part of the story. And I'm like, that's it. I said yes, and I don't know what happened after that. And I'm like, so anyway. That I explains a lot. Doing this I, podcast. <laughs> I have since reached out to her to see if she did actually go through with it. She hasn't gotten back to me yet. Again, I'm not very good at telling stories. I need to figure out the climax. That might be the curse. (laughs) Can't tell a good story. Hey, this is an ad break. Uh, We don't normally do ad breaks, but... um, Because we don't normally have people that ask for them. Pretty much. And as is the case, nobody asked for this one. I actually saw... I saw something called Fiona's Hot Sauce on Instagram. I just stumbled on it, and it has a cat on the front of it um, that I just was immediately charmed by, and I just immediately messaged them and said, hey, can we do an ad for you? And uh, they got back to me, and they said, sure, and they gave us a set of six hot sauces that we just got in. I'm very excited to try them. This isn't actually an ad for the hot sauce, this is an ad for our upcoming special episode in which we will eat the hot sauce. With... It, it could be both. <laughs> no, Travis. <laughs> I promised them one ad. <laughs> the cat art on the label is very beguiling. It is. There are six different bottles and a different picture on each of them. I'll just give you an early notice that my favorite without eating any of them so far, is the homemade jalapeno lime hot sauce because uh, Fiona is looking at me in the same judging stare that my cat always looked at me, and I assume is doing it now from heaven. Mm. I just love that you use the term beguiling, which I haven't heard since the theme song of The Nanny. Wow. It's not that big of a deal. He watched The Nanny earlier today. I see. <laughs> anyway, check out Fiona's Hot Sauce. They're on Instagram. They're currently taking orders through DM. Probably great. We don't know. We'll find out soon. Yeah, you'll find out soon. Tune into the special episode to hear all about it. Bye. Okay, can we go back to talking about the food? <laughs> the food. The food. The one thing that I saw on their menu that I was like, I definitely have to try this is the Red Hot Rip Dog. Oh, it I was, knew you would get anything that had Red Hot Riplets. <laughs> and dogs. <laughs> Such a hipster It's so St. Louis. Like, I, you've got to get, like, the St. Louis thing they have on their menu. Yeah, so, I saw that in advance and forgot about it when we were there, so I'm glad you got it. It's got a little bit of heat to it, but not, like, overpowering. A great flavor. I was so excited about it. When Nick came over to the table, I was like, you got you to gotta try this. Like, this is the thing I he want you to try. shoved it into my, my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, very good. Yeah, so just an awesome flavor to it. The smokiness, the the red hot ripplets like came through. Wonderful, loved it. I was uh, a little let down. It wasn't glowing red like ripplets are, <laughs> like so, a flaming hot Cheeto. Yeah, it makes you a little scared to eat it. But. I Hannah got the rib plate, which I was I was if she didn't get it, I was going to get it. But I did want to try like a few of their meats. So she got the rib plate, y'all. Those ribs. I don't know if you got ribs. Mm-mm. And you didn't get ribs because no. Nick actually explained to them that they, we were there for the podcast. And he's like, just tell me you got the ribs and the brisket. Yeah. And Nick I, was like, I didn't get either one of those. He, he, he was 
super nice and you know excited to hear what we got and i started listing things and just to skip ahead i got the vegan brisket and he's like uh-huh and i'm like i'm not vegan and he's like okay i wouldn't uh <laughs> wouldn't recommend that to people who aren't vegan and i was like no i just wanted to try it and i got the pulled pork and he, he just jumps he's like you didn't get the brisket or the ribs <laughs> and he was like so upset i'm like no no no, no. we we've got that covered collectively but. <laughs> so he he actually came over to the table to see how we were doing i was like i just want to reassure you i'm I, I i do the podcast with nick and i did get the ribs and the brisket and he's like oh thank, thank god <laughs> so uh those ribs they're some of the best ribs you'll get in st louis and st louis has some good ribs but they like just fall off the bone tender mm. You don't need a sauce because the bark on it's got so much like smoke and flavor to it. I was blown away by how good those were. The cheesy potato casserole, fantastic. Like everything you want and like that comfort flavor, amazing. You could pour barbecue sauce on that if you wanted to, but once again, it didn't need it. Uh, do you want me to just keep waxing poetic about all this? Just as a disclaimer, you can pour barbecue sauce on anything and eat it. So. <laughs> okay, but they give you barbecue sauce on the side. So in my head, I was like, what am I supposed to be like putting this on? You know, because you're giving me barbecue sauce. I got the brisket. I poured a little bit of the Alabama white sauce on that. It was good. I thought the regular barbecue sauce had like a nice, like a rich, like smoky flavor to it. They were both like on the thinner side. So not like that thick malls. They were, yeah. Uh, goopy sweet barbecue sauce like a thinner sauce to them mm. but i had the brisket which was so oh my god just like so flavorful so like delicious and like uh, I, I, yeah amazing and the pulled pork neither one of them needed a sauce so like i while i really liked that they gave you a sauce i didn't think anything they made needed it because all of it had so much flavor like smoked into the meat did you eat the pulled pork and the brisket as a sandwich? Uh, I did not. I just okay. had them at, as like meats. I did the pulled pork sandwich. So I read somewhere who they get their bread from, and I tried to find it again this oh. morning, and I couldn't find it. But oh, it's it's I, something oh, it's, good, uh, and it was something hand pies. Oh yeah, uh, um, damn fine damn hand, fine pie? hand yes. pies. Yes. Yeah, huh. from the I farmers didn't even market. Know they made bread. Yeah. Well, apparently they're doing it for this place. Yeah, I got the sandwich because I'm a pulled pork fan, but also. Um, Travis, you know me. I'm from South Kakalaki. I'm mm -hmm. a Southerner, and I like <laughs> Southern barbecue. I like my barbecue Southern. Mm -hmm. No, I had never had Southern-style barbecue sauce. I had made it myself one time, but... Uh, that's the mustard sauce, That's right? the mustard sauce, yeah. Oh. So they have three different types of sauces, um, like the, kind of the traditional vinegar and uh, tomato-based one that's kind of sweet, the mustard one, which is from South Carolina, and then the Alabama white sauce, which also I had never had before. So they told us you can mix them up however you want them, but but I was interested in getting that pulled pork sandwich with the mustard sauce. So, Francie, okay. yeah. I'll go with my two little items. So I knew I was going for the brisket because of the description of this 24-hour process that he uses, um, which I'm not going to describe, but... Um, 12 hours to smoke it, 12 hours to rest it in smoke. So. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, it's a, it's a, an ongoing loving process of tending to these meats. And um, so, as Travis said, really flavorful, a little bit of fattiness, but super tender. So it's a um, sesame seed bun made by the damn fine hand pies folks. The brisket is kind of a bit of a 
thick slice, but it's you can bite into a sandwich and you're not going to pull all the meat off with one bite like mm-hmm. some places are. So, And uh, it came with um, some pickled red onion and their house thin sliced pickles to put on the sandwich because I got mine for carryout. They didn't automatically pile. I don't know if they... No, they keep it on the side. Okay, so say, all right, so it's done that way. I thought maybe it was just so things, the bread wouldn't get soggy. Mm. And um, she suggested to me the their signature sauce, which was the, the in-the-middle one, not the mustard one, not the white one, but the more traditional one. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew I wanted to get one side, so I was deciding between the cheesy potatoes or the broccoli salad. And um, she described them both to me a little bit, and I decided um, it wasn't yet comfort food weather for me and so I was going to save that for the winter I'll get that when I go back for the ribs but I got the broccoli salad and I have to say that is possibly the very best broccoli salad I've ever had with apologies to my friend Eric Fournier who made an amazing broccoli salad that he brought to a picnic last summer and I thought that was the best broccoli salad I'd ever had so pissed (laughs) off at you but but this one was just tiny little you know broccoli florets and diced apple and uh, toasted slivered almonds and a little bit of onion and um, some raisins. I can't remember everything that was in there, but it was, uh, they gave me a jam-packed little container full of it. And it was really delicious. And it was a perfect compliment, as she suggested to me, to the rich fattiness, the unctuousness of the the brisket. So it was really a, a good meal. You've done the impossible. I, I have to get a broccoli salad now. Oh, my gosh. Please <laughs> film it. I want to see you eating broccoli. Uh, I was actually interested in getting the broccoli because I read several reviews that said it was good. And then when we were ordering, Angie was like, ooh, cornbread. Then she ended up ordering chili as her side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up asking for a side of cornbread because the sandwich doesn't come with anything. Other than the bread. Yeah. Um, Francie doesn't know what sandwiches are, so (laughs) they they usually come with bread. Francie. Oh, should we... Okay, the chili is Cincinnati-style chili. Yeah. Yeah, What does that mean? Because I like chili, but I didn't know... So it has almost like holiday flavors to it it's got like some cinnamon in there Mm. and uh, like rosemary like just like really different delicious flavors i actually went to cincinnati this year got cincinnati like skyline chili um and this is like a better version of cincinnati chili it's made with that city of cincinnati (laughs) it's made with their brisket it's also very meaty heavy on the meat light on the beans very good i can i just get this out of the way I got the vegan brisket. Yeah, we all want to hear about that. <laughs> Why everyone tuned into this barbecue episode, let's hear about the vegan brisket. The texture on it was surprisingly good. They give you three strips of, say, tan. And I saw it, and it, was just, it wasn't something that was exciting me, but the texture on it pulled apart kind of like a meat. Flavor wasn't terrible. Put, <laughs> put the barbecue sauce on it, and it was good. But I'm commend them for having it as an option so that's awesome i always like to say this because i feel like i'm hard on vegan food a lot but like places that have vegan options i really commend them because you know if you've got a friend that's vegan you don't want to have to just like completely cross places off your list because they don't have any options for someone who's vegan yeah and i just drop that person (laughs) (laughs) and go eat what you want (laughs) francie looking at us like why are you laughing But this place, especially because it's in a bar. And so, you know, there are a lot of people who weren't going there specifically for the restaurant, but 
are having a drink and might want to bite and it's good to have options for them should we talk about one of the most contentious parts of the menu at least to my table was the honey butter really yeah our friends um michael and jim thought it was way too sweet i thought it was perfect if you're going to call something a honey, honey butter, butter i want the honey to come through yeah so many honey butters just taste like butter. What was it there for? The cornbread? For the cornbread. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a cornbread fan. I know that's a very controversial <laughs> position. I'm I'm glad you guys tried don't it. Say that. Nick's from love the it. South. <laughs> Being that I grew up in South Kakalaki, <laughs> I was raised on cornbread all cornbread diet. Um, no, I'm not a big cornbread fan myself. Sometimes it's nice to have to dip in chili or something like mm. that, which it, it was. But this cornbread uh, itself was a little bit sweet, I think, and was a lot more cake-like and a little bit you know, moist and airy than some cornbreads are just really heavy, you know? We both liked it a lot. I thought it did great of like cutting up the like savory smokiness of the barbecue because it was a very different flavor than like, you know, even the chili was like a little bit smoky and like the cheesy potatoes, like that doesn't really have a strong enough flavor to like break up something else you're eating. But the, the cornbread did a really good job of like balancing that plate for me. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the um, Cincinnati chili though. Cause it did occur to me that this place was pulling things from all over the map. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of people talked about how it like tasted just like Texas barbecue. And we've talked about the Alabama sauce and the South Carolina sauce. So if you're looking for like a sampler, this is a good place to go. Well, and I love if you're not going to do St. Louis barbecue, like why tie yourself completely to like one style of barbecue? Yeah, that's not native to St. Louis, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned I got the pulled pork sandwich. It was excellent. Um, I hadn't had that mustard sauce before. It's very tangy, and I I was really happy with that. I'm proud of South Carolina for inventing that <laughs> shout out to south carolina <laughs> we haven't mentioned them enough but i i gotta go i gotta go more into it because i don't know if people know that south kakalaki is oh. actually south carolina <laughs> so this might be the first time they are hearing it. they thought that was south dakota probably. Yeah. <laughs> no but when i got home i got curious about the um the alabama white sauce and the the history of the mustard sauce and i did some little digging a little bit of research and did you guys know that there are generally four types of barbecue broken down by the type of sauce? You know, there are a lot of different debates about dry rub or wet and like the techniques and stuff. But the four sauces are all from South Carolina. What? What? Yes. According to Lake E. High Jr., founder of the South Carolina Barbecue Association. Uh, I really thought you were going to read North Korean news again. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. They're all for Pontiac, North Korea. (laughs) This is now he is the author of the complete history of barbecue in South Carolina, which you can pick up your copy of Lake E. High Jr.'s book on SouthCarolinaBarbecue.com. And this was an article called A Brief History of the Four Types of Barbecue Found in the USA. So the four types are vinegar and pepper. And then after that, they created mustard, which, of course, South Carolina is known for. Uh, the next one after that was light tomato, which came around uh, the turn of the century, the previous turn of the century, 1900, uh, when tomato ketchup was starting to become a, a common condiment, and that was mixed into it. Uh, and the fourth one is cool ranch Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fourth one is heavy tomato, which is basically uh, what 
eventually became Casey masterpiece style mm-hmm. where they took the light tomato and they just dumped a bunch of sugar in it and thickened uh, it up. Yeah. If one of those signature barbecue sauces was cool ranch, St. Louis would be much more on the barbecue <laughs> <Yeah>. map. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. This article was so much South Carolina barbecue propaganda. It was hilarious. <laughs> the guy just like was like, if you think you've had barbecue, you haven't, you have to come back to South Carolina. If it's, not made in South Carolina, and he's like, the, it was invented by the Native Americans here. All of this stuff I'm not sure about. Uh, like the, his use of the term barbecue just might be like setting meat on fire. You know, like it's hard to tell, uh, especially when the original recipe was vinegar and pepper. Like, yeah, a lot of different places could have come up with that possibly. But he also got very, you know, nitpicky about the word barbecue and how. Barbecue as a noun can only refer to pork. Something can be barbecued as a transitive verb, but if you were referring to a barbecue, lots wow, of that. I think the folks in Texas might beg to differ. Yeah. I'd take a pass on this guy's book. You'll have to forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't gatekeep food. <laughs> and did he talk about the difference between smoking it versus... No, he was focused on the sauces because oh, okay. I think that's what... That's his sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> And then the other thing, Angie got the chicken as her main meat, and the white sauce comes with it on the side, and I loved this white sauce. It's like mayo, vinegar, and... I'd never heard of Alabama white sauce. Yeah. So there was actually a St. Louis institution that did a wonderful white sauce sandwich with Alabama white sauce barbecue, Southtown Pub, when they were open. Oh, really? oh they I had went there. just this amazing... Alabama white sauce chicken sandwich. I got it every single time I went. And when I saw that they had Alabama white sauce at Fourth City, I was like, oh my God, I thought this was going to be gone from my life forever. Yeah. Did you try it? I did. I loved it. Yeah. It was, this was my favorite bite. I like chicken isn't my go to at a barbecue place, but the chicken with the white sauce, is, by the way, it's horseradish and apple cider vinegar. Oh, I love horseradish. Yeah. It makes a great combo. I'm going to get that next time. Uh, so, wait, I want to know how the chicken was the chicken on the bone and what piece was it or was it pulled? chicken off the bone uh it was on the bone uh and a leg and leg and a thigh yeah i think so okay was on a wing no i think it was a thigh okay yeah i had the leg or part of it and it just came right off it was great that's what i kept wanting to say is it's on the bone chicken because jim definitely ordered it thinking it was pulled chicken and then when he got it was like oh okay i have to do a little work here (laughs) white sauce by the way comes from big bob gibson and in, Not to be confused with the baseball player. Is there a baseball player? Man, Named this guy there did. was. Bob Gibson. You've never heard of Bob Gibson. How, how large was he? Oh, God. You guys are so disappointed. How long have you known me? I mean, yeah. Like, I don't expect you to know every Cardinals player, but, like, he's probably one of the top three of all time. Exactly. Even <laughs> I know that, and you know what a sports ball person I am. Well, this Bob Gibson was, I hear, very big, and... <laughs> <laughs> Grew up in Decatur, Alabama, and in 1925, uh, he was a six foot four, 300 pound railway worker, and he started smoking pork and chicken in hickory fire brick pits on weekends. And that spun that into his career, and that white dressing became hugely popular. He wasn't secretive about it, he taught everybody how to make it, and it spread. And If it makes you feel better, I'm 70% sure this isn't the baseball player. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And now I'm glad we've learned about this guy because he sounds like a wonderful person we should all revere. If you love barbecue. And baseball. There you go. (laughs) 
Um, so my final thoughts, I just want to throw this out there, uh, for a plate, you're looking at around 20 bucks. So for good barbecue, that's not crazy, but for a place inside of a bar that might surprise some people like that, the price points that high, I don't know. How much was the sandwich? Uh, the sandwich was only $10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they do have like a lower, lower price. I, I was going in for like the, the two meat meals and the the rib special was like 20 but you got six huge ribs that was totally worth it the biggest missed opportunity was why no fries yeah i thought the same thing they may just not want to have a fryer like just yeah they may not have a thing yeah i always love uh fries at barbecue places because it gives you chance to try all the sauces i also felt especially a barbecue place inside of a bar like wouldn't fries go over like fries and all three sauces like you could offer that and wouldn't that go over well at a bar i don't know i felt like they were trying to go for something a little different having some unusual sides and not just defaulting yeah and and i love the sides they had i was just like that's what i was looking for i also think that they could put any of their hot links on a bun and sell that at that bar uh with a fork and knife it was like a little tough to eat like by itself but you put that on a bun with uh like your choice of barbecue sauce on it amazing totally down for that Francie, any final thoughts? We'll come back to you. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought it was great. I did, really didn't know anything about it till Travis had suggested it, and when we had a day to get there, and so I read a couple articles and and went in with a, a firm expectation that the brisket was going to be wonderful, and it was, and um, very friendly service. So I just give it a solid recommendation. She gave it a thumbs up. <laughs> Fort City Barbecue, which we didn't mention the the name of it. Do you know the history behind that? Yeah, it was when St. Louis was the fourth biggest uh, city in the United States. So Fourth City Barbecue is alluding to St. Louis. Yeah, I think that was around World War II before. Mm-mm. No? It, it wasn't even that anymore. It was earlier 1900s. Okay. We believe you. <laughs> we'll have to Francie look that up fact later. Jack. <laughs> um. But, uh, but they taught me a lot about uh, the history of St. Louis and barbecue in general. and Super nice people, too. Super nice people. Yeah. Next time I go back, I am going to get the ribs. Um, oh, yeah. Please. And maybe the brisket, because they were so excited about it and so let down that I didn't get it. Uh, can I say something we should have mentioned at the top of our episode? What? Uh, we got donuts from Donut Drive-In today oh, uh, yeah. that we had since we did an early morning recording. Yeah. And I should have said that when we first started uh, doing this, but I forgot, so I'm going to get it in right at the end. Yeah, Travis was nice enough to bring those. Um, from my favorite donut place, Donut Drive-In. <laughs> and Angie's, my wife, uh, loves Donut Drive-In. But if if you're looking for a new place to love, Fourth City Barbecue should go on your list. It, it was a great experience. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Eat Me in St. Louis is produced by me, Nick Main, along with Travis Randolph and Francie Futterman. If you'd like to talk food with us, find us on Instagram and threads. Just search Eat Me in St. Louis, or you can reach out to us directly at Eat Me in St. Louis podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and be sure to support your favorite local restaurants. And tell Mitch... I said hi.